This is Dyson Shoe EX, the podcast, episode 90 for the week of August 19th, 2007. Dyson Shoe EX is filmed before a live studio audience. <laughs> the applause sign is going. <laughs> Welcome to Dyson Shoe EX. An extension of the all-encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Daisenshu EX. We cover anything and... Everything! Dragon Ball in hopes and enlightening, and I'm slurring in a little bit, of entertaining. <laughs> Alright, you're done. Shut up. Shut up and watch her to catch a predator for the next it's football two now. hours. Football! Football! Oh, we have a full house here, but they're not on the microphones. We have the three normal people behind microphones, although normal is a subjective term here. Let's start off in the distance over the Skype line. Skype seems to be working today. Julian, how the hell are you doing? Good. I'm doing okay. Less than three weeks until I go to Japan now, starting to get my stuff ready. Ah, we had some questions for you about that, because Andrew wanted to know, are you teaching public or private school? Uh, it's private stuff. Private, gotcha. And how long will you be over there? One year. One year. Do you have any other questions? Yeah, what age? Is it a Kaiwa or is it... What age? It's, um... It's Eikaiwa, but it's it's adults, basically, as far as I know. We're looking forward to you being in Japan, and I came up with something I need you to get for me. I need you to get me a Saturn controller. Uh, you're going to have to remind me once I'm over there. I will certainly do so. Let's go over to Mary. Mary, you're not going to Japan. Yeah, nothing quite so exciting. Very nice. Unfortunately, but... Are, are so you doing fine? Oh, yeah, totally. Fantastic. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Hey, can you pour me a drink? So if that's Julian, and this is Mary, that leaves me being Mike Vegito EX, and we have an episode for you this evening. We're going to have some fun. We got a, a fun topic about music. Fun with audio. It involves uh, cover songs, sort of. And uh, then we get some releases, and we got some awesome emails. We got some cool stuff to discuss. First thing I want to get into before the news, Sim actually sent us an email uh, last week or so. Had a great idea for a podcast episode topic, and that was the different animation styles throughout the TV series of DBZ. Mary, you and I, are typical phrase is, you know, a bad animation day. Yes, I've been throwing this phrase around for God knows how long, and it just kind of stuck. And I'm thrilled that other people, you know, have recognized that, wow, there's some episodes that look really, really crappy. And there's a reason for this. And... Thank God, I mean, between Caster's site and this new thread, there's a, a lot of, you know, information out there about yeah. why this is the case. Yeah, there's actually a forum thread over on our site and forum, started by Kenny Sue 3000 who is our resident music expert. I actually place him above me right now. He's Ooh, that hardcore. Awesome. Hard fucking core. Oh. Got a great thread, but lots of pictures and lots of descriptions, animation studios and comparisons. It's fantastic. So it's a great idea for a podcast episode, except that it's very visual. And I think you're better off kind of looking and reading along, not with audio. So just check that out. We'll have a link to it. Absolutely. So I think we shall, uh, with that said, go over to the news. And there is a lot of it. 
We broke some sparking meteor news. Did you really? Not you really. broke it? Or Not did really. someone else do the hard work for you? Yeah, they oh. did the hard work and they put it up on our forum. We have some new characters in sparking meteor. Julian. Yeah. Who are these three people? Oh, that would be Evil Gamer. Oh, wait, no, no, the, the characters you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Evil Gamer X over on our forum scanned a new image from V-Jump. Actually, it's from and Weekly Jump. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's from Weekly Jump it- 38 or something. I think V-Jump is coming out very soon. It's going to have some more info, but this particular scan was from Weekly Jump. Then you wrote it wrong on the notes for this. I'm aware of that. Make me look like an idiot. (laughs) Anyway, so the new characters who have been sort of announced, I guess you could say, are Dr. Wiro from Movie 2. That's the big brain and robot body. Right. Then uh, Ozaru Selipa. Selipa, of course, being the female Saiyajin in Bardock's team from the Bardock special in her gigantic ape form, apparently. And Tambourine, one of Piccolo the Demon King's henchmen. Word to that. Now, we also have some rumblings on a specific Chi-Chi character being in this game. Julian, why don't you click that little link there? We got some Japanese text on the page. What does this say? It looks like um, there will be an announcement in V-Jump about a new mode and a new character. I don't know for sure whether that's plural or not. So it looks like um, the ultimate battle mode, which is, um, I guess, they're going to give details on it, as well as... Oh, uh, Chi-Chi in her young form is going to be appearing, I guess. Interesting. Now, uh, Rachel over in our form made a good point. They describe Chibi-Goku in his original Dragon Ball form as Son Goku Shonen. And so if this is Chi-Chi Shoujo, the the thought here is it'll probably be young Chi-Chi, you know, with uh, the helmet axe kind of thing. Right. The pink outfit. That's what I was assuming. Now, we did have Chi-Chi as her 23rd Tenkaichi Budokai incarnation in Super DBZ, which a lot a lot of people were really happy about, myself included. So even having little Chi-Chi, that's kind of cool. Very cool. Very nice. They're coming up with some um, very interesting characters for these games. I can't say I'm like, you know, raring to go on playing Dr. Willow or um, Tambourine, but those are actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, cool enough. I'll play with them once or twice and be like, yep, mm-hmm. those and are those At least characters. it'll be a different character model to look at, something different. For a couple minutes. All right, so that's the Sparking Meteor news. We got some more CD news. Now, Mark sent us an email last week. We've been talking about these Kodotan packs that are coming out. Kind of like those low-priced EP-esque releases with five or six songs on them. Mark's email gave us a link to the site hlj.com and there were five CDs listed here including a Dragon Ball GT background music collection. But let's kind of stop there. We'll take it over to CD Japan which has updated its listings. They have those two Kodotan packs and they also have the two Ongakushu or is it Ongakushu? It's Ongakushu. Literally Ongaku is music shoes collection. Gotcha. So it looks like those two CDs, which were already re-released recently, are being re-re-re-released or something along those lines. Coming out on the same day as the Kodochan packs, which is September 19th, I believe. And they also had a listing for the, the DB and the DBZ ones. But then this GT one, I'm a little confused about this, because on the HLJ.com site, the catalog number for the GT collection was actually the catalog number for, I think, the Dragon Ball Kodochan pack. So nothing really adds up there, and it wasn't listed on CD Japan. So I really don't think we're going to actually see one. Maybe we will. 
but things aren't adding up with that listing, especially if it's not on you know a real site. Yep. Thoughts? I have sure no idea. Are pumping out the music lately. Well, we also have another CD coming out. I'm not done here, folks. Oh, jeez. Keep it going, baby. We have another re-re-re-release. The uh, Dragon Ball CD with all the vocal songs from the first TV series is coming out complete again. Song at, collection. Yeah, the complete song collection. Also coming out on the 19th. And Neo Wing actually has, which is the uh, Japanese counterpart to CD Japan, they have a track listing in the description. And if you go over there, it, I believe it's the exact same songs from that first CD. Nothing really new here. If, if it's the first one that's on that list, it's the Dragon Ball Music Collection, which is actually a lot of background music. But still, uh, I think they reissued that a couple of years ago, so it's still a reissue. Oh, this isn't the vocal song collection. Um, not if it's the one that has like Goku on a cloud and then Goku holding a Dragon Ball. Oh, you're right. Dragon. I was totally messing myself up. I was still right about the, the first and the last track, but yeah. I see the, the third track there is actually the Makafushigi instrumental. This was only re-released a few years ago, so... Right. This was the, the one that was originally on vinyl, correct? Yeah. Okay. It was on the Anime X1200 series, and it looks like it still is. Gotcha. But I guess it's um, a re-re-release. <laughs> cool. No, it's cheap, so that's cool. So I guess that's the music news. We have one last bit of news here. This is a random DBZ reference. Magic Saiyajin on our forum put this up, and it's just a clip over on YouTube. But it's uh, a clip from Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei, episode 3, and the two main characters do the fusion dance. Cool. I love references. Absolutely. Always neat. And, you know, it's better to be in the Japanese show than maybe, like, a Zune commercial. Yeah. Yeah, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I think so. Although there's something to be said for a little mainstream uh, reference there. That's true. That's neat. Well, that's uh, the news for the week, so I think we're going to take it on over to the topic. So this week, we are talking about music homages. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. Incorrectly. Yeah, it was on purpose, though. Kind of cover songs, kind of uh, musical references, that kind of cool stuff. Now, we actually covered a couple of these back in an old Ask. At that point, it was Ask Vegito EX, even though Julian answered a lot of stuff with me, where people would, pretty much like we do in the podcast, send an email, we answer the question. Someone sent it and said, hey, this song sounds like this song. And we gave a couple examples of uh, Dragon Ball songs that either pretty much directly stole their entire song from some other song or kind of had a little reference to another song in there. And I totally forgot about this. But then I was checking out this other site called SailorMusic.net. And they had a little information here. Apparently, Moonlight and Sets, which is the opening theme to Sailor Moon, is actually based on a Japanese song from the 60s called Sayonara Ha Dense no Atoni. That's Wa. It's the hiragana character Ha, but it's pronounced as Wa because it's uh. the top. I copied and pasted it Romanized, so maybe we should email the site and tell them. Well, there there's a weird people who insist on writing it as written rather than I as I remember that from Japanese in college now. It's all coming back to me. Well, anyways, Julian, what does this song title mean? Uh, well, the original one? Uh, right. We're, we'll say goodbye after the dance. Ah, gotcha. So, uh, I haven't actually listened to the song, but I'm assuming it's one of those songs where it's like people, I don't know whether it's love or whatever, but they're just going to be going their separate ways. Right. It's a pretty neat song, and it's nice hearing where that song originated from. So that, you know, got the wheels turning in my head, reminded me of what we talked about in the old Ask session. So I wanted to go through a couple examples here. The first one is a doozy, and I want to point over to Jeff and say that you're going to love this one because in your last podcast episode, you talked about wanting to have someone cover Pink Floyd's One of These Days. And so there's a song from Dragon Ball, which is not just a reference to that song. It's pretty much that song expanded upon. Yeah. So Cell's theme from Super Butoden 2, which was the second of the series of fighting games on the Super Famicom, is pretty much just that song. It's awesome. In fact, I like 
like the Dragon Ball version better. I think it expands <laughs> upon the original song a lot and adds some really neat stuff to it. So I will have to play it for, I guess, not only Jeff, but the audience right now. So let's actually hear a little bit of the original Pink Floyd version. And so now we'll have a clip from the Super Butoden 2 Cells theme. I like, like I said, I like the Dragon Ball one better. You know, I was discussing this earlier with you. Mm-hmm. I was saying, you know, the the composers for, you know, the Budoten, er, I'm sorry. Butoden? Buto- <laughs> what did you say? Bukoden? No, I said Butoden. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> you know, they must have thought they were pulling a fast one over on the Japanese audience. I guess they just assume no one knows who Pink Floyd is. Maybe. Maybe just, they just think the American publisher won't notice. <laughs> That's true, maybe. Well, I have to imagine that Pink Floyd has been released in Japan before. So I actually became aware of the Cells theme ripoff back in high school when I was working at Blockbuster, we had this manager, one of the, you know, cool managers that would do the the night shifts to closing. After all the other people would leave, he would put in his live concert tapes instead of, you know, the Blockbuster promo videos or like Disney movies. And one night he put in a Pink Floyd live show. And all of a sudden the song started and I'm like, what? That sells theme. What the hell? And so that's how I discovered the Pink Floyd song. So you hadn't heard that song previously? No, I actually hadn't heard that song previously. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, let's take it over to the next song. And Mary you actually have a story about this one. I do. It's quite amusing well, to me anyway. Um, I had this song. Um, it was the movie Seven Ending, correct? Right. But I was listening to it and I mean, I, I've watched the movie before so I guess I got the MP3 and I was just listening to it a couple times and I was like, hey, this actually sounds like an American song. So I called my mom in because she knows a lot about you know music. Mm-hmm. I said, mom, what does this sound like? She listens to it. She goes, oh my god, I know exactly what this sounds like. So she goes to you know the room where we keep all our CDs. She comes back with the CD. She pops it in. Sure enough, it's essentially this song. So a good laugh was had. You know, oh, this Dragon Ball song ripped off this song. So why don't you us? Good times. So let's play a clip from Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin here. And so here's a sample from the DBZ Movie 7 ending theme, Giddy Giddy. 
Now, the original version sounds like it a lot, but then you take it over to the heavy metal version from 18 and a half, and holy shit, it's even better of a comparison. Oh my god, I didn't realize there was an 18 and a half version of this. You know this song. Uh, maybe, maybe I'll know it when you play it, so go ahead. Yeah, that one's really blatant. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, I like that one. That one's good. Very good stuff. Now, the third example I have here is a little bit of a stretch, but it always reminded me of the original song that I think it's referencing. So let me play a sample of the James Bond theme. And now let's hear a sample from Piccolo's theme from Super Butoden 2. So it's not exact, but I think it's pretty damn close. There's enough of a resemblance that you're able to yeah, make a connection. Yeah, there's something in there. I really think there is. So what do you think about the Super Butoden 2 soundtrack? Do you think that all of the songs may reference something? It could be. It, we just it's just a little bit know. too weird. Yeah. Like, it's too weird. much of a coincidence. Uh, they have to have, I don't know if they were doing that deliberately. Oh, I think it would be cool to do this. Or they're just like, we're feeling lazy today. Mm-hmm. Let's just reference some American songs that we know. So, I'm sure there's a lot of other Dragon Ball songs that do this exact same thing, and we just don't know, because maybe we haven't heard whatever song they're referencing. There's so many songs in Dragon Ball that I have to imagine they do it. Yes? And Ghost in the Shell. And Ghost in the Shell? Yeah, there's about two or three songs that uh, I could directly relate to other artists. Nice. Yep. That's cool. Do they actually note that in Ghost in the Shell, or...? Uh, not not anywhere in the show or the, the soundtrack notes. Interesting. So there you go. I want other people to listen to Dragon Ball songs and tell me if it sounds familiar to you. I have to imagine that with all the hundreds of songs they composed over the years, there's at least another one or two, you know? Mm -hmm. Quite possibly. And that's our fun topic for the week. With that said, I we're going to take it on over to the releases. Julian, I'll start it off with you yet again on August 22nd, what we got. Uh, we got the Dragon Ball Capsule Majin Buu arc set, which appears to be a collection of sort of, you know, your typical gachapon figures. Uh, apparently the entire set's going for 3,675 yen, or about, oh, I don't know, 32 $33. Available over on Amazon Japan, I guess. Yeah, that's cool, right? except you can't import it because it's one of those third-party sellers, and that's very sad. Oh, dang. Mary, on August 23rd, what do we have? All right. 
right, on the 23rd, we've got Dragon Ball GT Volume 5 coming out of France. Wow! It's going for 14.99 euros. And where can you purchase it? In France. Well, that's true. Amazon at FL, according to Andrew. FR. 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 I get my L's and R's mixed up. I'm sorry. You're a Japanese woman. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Finally coming out on August 29th, we have Volume 13 of Dragon Ball Z. That's their remastered version. Uh, kind of quasi-based on the Dragon Box. It's a two-disc set per the norm over there. It's episodes 99 through 107. And that's pretty much the end of the Super Saiyan Goku Frieza fight. That's going for 24.95 euros. And I will get it right this time. More info can be found on Sona DBD. Com. Very good. Hells yeah. So let's take it on over to the emails now. Julian, the first thing we have here isn't actually an email. It was a guestbook entry, but because it referenced the podcast, I figured, uh, what the hell, let's share it on the podcast. So we had something from someone named Buroli. Yep, and they say, and I'll um, try to interpret this as I see it here, I just wanted to say hi, and I love your stuff, and for the girl to stop hating on Broly, are <laughs> oh well, she has Mary. Yes. Stop hating on Broly. She she said the girl to stop hating on Broly. Yeah. I fucking hate that guy. Who Broly or the girl? I said guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just making sure. Mary know. hates every listener. I do. No. Right. I like a, you know the good ones of Mary, you guys. As a 26 year old adult female Dragon Ball Z fan. Why do you dislike Broly? Um, he's the opposite of everything you just said, so I can't relate to him. Okay. That is uh, quite a fair assertion on your behalf there. I like him, you know, if I had to pick one thing, you know, it's pretty dumb. It's just that he's strong and he indiscriminately beats up people. That's the only thing to like about him. Fair enough. He's not hot, so yeah, I can't be like, oh, he's dreamy. What about when he's still under control and just kind of dopey? Eh, he's got like a mullet thing going on. No, not really hot. No, nothing no. there? No. Okay. Shall we move on? Yeah. All right, thanks, Broly. <laughs> Tell the girl to stop hating on Broly. Mary, why don't you read the next email then? <laughs> I'd be happy to. This next one comes from Josh Sibble. I can't read the text. Sitolsky. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. He is the self-proclaimed youngest mega DBZ fan. Anyway, he writes, In the last episode of Dragon Ball GT, after Goku defeated E. Shinron, wrong, Wrong, dong, dong, dong. Why did he decide to go with Shenrong and desert his family and friends? <laughs> Why, I say. Rather than staying there and being together in peace, was it because he had to go protect other planets from evil? I really don't get it. Shenrong, 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 dong. And that's my impression of Mary for this episode. So the answer to this question is that I'm not going to answer your question and tell you that in a very near future podcast episode, this is going to be the topic. Oh! We are going to do a fun little analysis of the last episode of Dragon Ball GT, and it's actually going to tie into the end of episode 63 as well, because the events there are really important to how you look at the last episode. So I don't have an answer for you yet, although, I mean, I have my full thoughts on it. And I can say that a student that Greg Werner teaches over in Japan fully agrees with Vegito EX. Therefore, it's the right answer. Go, kid, go. Indeed. So let's go to the next email. This email comes to us from Emily, and Emily has 
some stuff to say. Ellie says, hey, Mary, Julian, and Mike. Yeah, I said Mary first. She's the best. Thank you. I like Julian and Mike also, but Mary's the best. Ah, see, I need this to, you know, make up from that hate mail from, you know, the guest book. It wasn't hate mail from Brudoli. I'm the girl. I don't even get a name. I'm just a girl, you know? Well, anyways. I'm just some chick who hates Broly. This is Emily Ellison, or DBZ Girl on the forums, with maybe ten posts or less. That's okay. We don't hold it against you. I have a question for you guys about this particular YouTube video. Is this a fan-made video? I'm not sure, and I thought maybe you guys have an answer. Thanks for reading this and keep up the good, I mean, great work with the podcast in sight. I fully enjoyed this video. Mary, you laughed when we played this video. It did. It had its moments. So everyone stop, pause the podcast for a second, go over to the show notes, watch this video. All right, you're back. The song gets stuck in my head so bad. (laughs) Mary, what's the song? Um, It is the opening to the Lucky Star anime. It's called Motake Serafuku. It doesn't make any sense. The lyrics are just nonsense. So I've been playing some fighting games today. I love it. That's why I love that song. So anyways, we have a couple things to discuss there. It actually ties in AMVs, believe it or not. This is a fan-made video. Uh, We're assuming by someone in Japan because, you know... The username's Japanese, and everything associates over with Japan there. It's kind of like a Budokai in-game engine cutscenes music video using the Lucky Star opening. So, Mary, let's discuss what a MAD is. All right, well, we've got Jeff here. Maybe he can explain it better than us. All right, so Jeff, here in the U.S., we make anime music videos. Yeah. And typically they are, you know, we have a good idea, we have a story we want to tell, and we take footage from a show and some other song, and we just make this new thing. Mm-hmm. Over in Japan, they have something called MADS. What are MADS usually? MADS are usually a parody of, uh, like, the original opening for a series, or they could be uh, a parody based on something. Really what they want to do is they want to try and recreate the opening to a show uh, using other shows. Mm-hmm. Which kind of doesn't make much sense. But the name actually, uh, well, it's rumored to have originated from the saying that you'd be mad to actually create one of these things. <laughs> it's written out M-A-D in, you know, our alphabet. Right, and uh, it's all caps. Has to be all caps. Gotcha. Well, thank you. No Appreciate problem. that. I'll, I'll go back to your sofa. Now, what's really interesting about Mads is that when American AMV creators make them, they usually confuse the audience and no one likes them. <laughs> We have a couple examples, and I just realized that all of the examples are related to Anime Next in some way. Well, at least they've appeared at Anime Next. Oh, right, they, they've played at the contest. And even so, Bob's is a mad. Oh, that's true, from this year's. Right, also another, sort you know, of. lucky star. Yeah, well, that's cool. I'll put a link to four videos here. Um, our friend Makid made one to the second One Piece opening using Naruto. We have one that our friend Peter made to Cowboy Bebop's opening using Evangelion footage. That one was awesome. Yes, it's really awesome. It won that year. We have our friend Bob's video, which was at the contest this year, which was, Mary, like you said, it's actually this song, the Lucky Star opening, using Haruhi Suzumiya. Mm-hmm. And then, Mary, we have one of yours, technically. Right. Although it's not a full-length one. No, it's just a, a little thing we did for the contest opening this year. Mm-hmm. Which we mentioned briefly in the past, but we haven't told people that's, you know, up for download. Right, it's up on the it. YouTube yeah, you can download an XFIT as well. It's uh, the second Death Note opening, just with various anime, just to get people pumped up at the beginning of the contest. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And uh, I guess that's really all we have to say about it. Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention was that in the footage of the game, there are things that can't happen, like Nappa and Raditz performing the fusion dance. That's a hack? Yeah, apparently the Budokai games are very, very hackable. And people have been doing things like taking Yamahan or uh, what's his name in the English version? 
Tientia? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. Um, taking his character model and putting it over in Budokai 3 and uh, making Babidi playable, that kind of stuff. I guess over in Europe, they're really big into this kind of stuff. You can see a lot of these videos over on YouTube. It's so pretty interesting. So this, um, this video clip, this mad kind of thing mm-hmm. that features these hacks? Uh-huh. Okay, that explains the, the fusion section right, of right. the video. And it's really well edited. It's just really funny. So I think that covers everything I wanted to say with that one. I believe so. All right. We have one last email, and this one comes to us from Kay Williams down in Australia. Julian, why don't you read the email here from Kay Williams? Okay. Dear whoever takes the time to read this, I must say that I've been disappointed by the recent quality of the once awesome podcasts. They seem to have become nothing more than a personal forum for people who talk about what they are doing. No offense, but isn't it meant to be a Dragon Ball Z podcast, not a Hey, look what I'm doing or going to do podcast. You people really do love the sound of your own voices, don't you? Also, I find the current attitude displayed towards Funimation's new remastered box sets in Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 3 pathetic. Letting personal opinions and views interfere with coverage of these products is just outright childish. I recently purchased the Vegeta Saga and found it to be most excellent. Now, granted, I have never purchased any Dragon Ball series box sets before, but this new remastered format is brilliant. I encourage any Dragon Ball Z fan to seek them out and give them a viewing. Not only is the product great, but it is amazing value in my country, Australia. Oh, crap. I didn't do any kind of accent for this. Anyway, I guess I'll just continue on. Uh, I only paid $55 for the new box set pretty mint, I'll say. Also, whether or not certain people are not looking forward to a game being released is fine, but being a popular source of Dragon Ball Z info for the masses, don't you think you should cover the game a little more enthusiasm? Just because you aren't looking forward to the game doesn't mean that many of your listeners share the same view. I, like many others, am looking forward to the release of Budokai Tenkaichi 3. Bring it on, I say. These podcasts and the website in general seem to be promoting an image of elitism, as if you have to watch the show in Japanese to agree with every view on the podcast. Frankly, I speak English, so if a show is dubbed to my natural language, I'll listen to the dub. As far as listening to future podcasts, well, I doubt it. It's a shame, really. For me, more than the site. I'm sure there are plenty of people willing to nod their heads and jump through the hoops. I myself will not. I'm sure my words will have no effect on anyone whatsoever. But that's fine. I know I'm right. And that's all that matters to me. P.S. Some return hate mail would be nice. Seeing as you guys won't have the guts to openly read this on the next podcast, it might upset the sheep. PPS. It's over 9,000! I I see what you did there. (laughs) Alright, so first off, let's get into apologies for including this on the show because it's really weird to have a juxtaposition of, you know, it's a a fun atmosphere on the show, but we also try to keep it relatively authoritative and uh, manner, you know, and then we take it to this, you know, outright defensive and explanatory position. We've done it before. You know, we've only actually gotten two emails like this, and we read the last one on the show, and, you know, we went into very great detail with uh, all the points they brought up. We don't want to encourage people to write to us like this and assume they'll get read on the show. The one thing I do want to say, it's really important to note that, Mary, you and I have been running our DBZ sites for going on 10 years at this point. Yes. Long time. So it's pretty safe to say that if there are any Dragon Ball Z fans who understand it's impossible to please anyone, I think think it's going to be us, you know? Yeah. You could say we've been around the block before. If you think Vegito EX doesn't have the guts to respond to something, yeah, you haven't been around for the last decade. 
<laughs> so let's go through here uh, point by point. We really want to address everything that Kay Williams has to say here. Uh, first thing is non-Dragon Ball content on the podcast. From this, the only thing I can assume they're talking about is like the beginning of the episode where we're going, how was your day? What did you do today? What That's did you just do? a few minutes set aside right. out so, of the whole show. I'm actually going to get how you would say a little meta here. Um, if you want to consider us characters of the show, and I'll break like this non-existent fourth wall, uh, going into a little bit of secrets of podcasting here. So, all right, pull up your chairs. Let's all listen here. There were very specific, both psychological and sociological reasons why these things exist not only in our podcast, but every other podcast you will ever listen to. Decent podcast, much. anyway. Right. Instead of, you know, the typical 12-year-old, I watched the narrative today, and blah, blah, blah. Like, th- those aren't, uh, I don't know. So, real stuff that I listen to. Uh, real, real stuff. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well... You know, like, real quality podcasts that have a decent listenership. You know, people stick around, they become fans of those shows. What that does is it furthers, like, this bond between the host and the audience. We don't know each other, for the most part. I mean, we've met a lot of listeners at conventions and stuff. But it's like you become friends with the people you're listening to, or in a position of authority, maybe something like a senpai, if you want to use the Japanese word there, someone you're looking up to, um, someone you really enjoy listening to. So this material is actually kept to a mathematical minimum, corresponding to what the intended length of the episode is. You'll notice it very rarely exceeds five minutes of introducing the show, what we're going to talk about, what everyone's up to, try to tie in some Dragon Ball stories there. So I don't know what to say other than, you know, it's going to always be there, and it's probably going to be there in every podcast you'll listen to. And it's never going to be especially overwhelming, so... No. I, I can't see what this person's problem is. No. And no. it's not like we, we like the sounds of our own voices. I hate the sound of my own voice. Mary That's why I don't to listen to the show. <laughs> because I hate us so much. Aww. On a more personal note, Kay, back on May 16th, you sent an email asking us what our thoughts were on Excel Saga and FLCL. These are completely unrelated to Dragon Ball, but you wanted us to talk about them, so I'm really unsure what you're looking for. Well, we do talk about other shows on occasion, but, uh, I mean, it's usually in conjunction with, you know, what's going on with us, what we're... Oh, absolutely. ...lately. Right. So, yeah. So that's there. All right, so I'm going to move it on over to the content that we cover on the show. Now, I will fully admit, I should say we all, will fully admit, acknowledge, and accept that a lot of discussions we have are going to completely alienate the hardcore Funimation dub fans. And for me, this is kind of fine because quite honestly we don't really have a lot to connect on and share with them it's not our target audience and in the grand scheme of things i don't think it's that big of a deal anyways because funimation's dub is only in the u.s australia and to some extent canada you know they had that alternate uh, ocean dub kind of flip-flop back and forth so dbz may seem like a really huge property to people in the u.s and like oh there's only funimation but when you look at the history of the show it's been in so many countries and so long before it was here in the u.s the japanese version is the global version that everyone in every country can enjoy. Look so. at those clips on YouTube of the Spanish audiences enjoying a nice concert by Kageyama here in Obu. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they're going nuts. And this is in Spain. Singing along in Japanese in Spain. In South America, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I think that really proves something. Um, another thing I just want to note is when the show starts and you hear the recap music from the Japanese version of the show, you kind of know what you're in for. You know? We mean this show. Yeah, of this show. You don't hear that. 
you know? Or Rock the Dragon. But I like Rock the Dragon. I could play Rock the Dragon, and I might be okay with that. You might get sued, though. No, that's true. <laughs> so let's talk about the box set comments here. Uh, a negative email about box set comments? Gee. Uh, yeah. So we really didn't see this one coming. No, we totally did. The last negative email was about the same thing if you read between the lines there. This has a couple potential things to me. One, our comments do occasionally go overboard to some fans, and they don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, B... People don't like hearing negative comments about things they like. This is something I've said before. When people write into other podcasts and say, oh, I want you to review insert name of show here. It's my favorite show. That tells you they're not interested in learning whether or not they should watch that show because they haven't seen it and is it good. They like hearing good things about something they already enjoy. That's what I'm totally guilty of back when I was listening to an X-Men podcast. Oh, yeah. I would only listen to the sections where they reviewed books I'd already read. And I wanted to hear if they liked them or not. It, like, confirms their own personal thoughts. It reaffirms everything that they think to be true. It it was completely selfish. And if you've spent money on something, the last thing you want to hear is someone explaining in detail why this is a shoddy product. And I can totally understand that position. Is It puts both parties in kind of a shitty position, you know? Now, I should also restate, and I hate to go into this because we did an episode on it. We have never spoken a single lie about these remastered box sets. We continue to sum up all of the discussions by saying if you want to spend the money on it, go right ahead. It's cheap, You've legally paid for it, and goddammit, you've fallen right into Funimation's hands exactly as they've planned it. They put this shit out for cheap, they gotcha, end of story, you know? I mean, I can't fault someone for wanting to legally pay for material, because that's really important to Dragon Ball, and it almost affected us not getting the show subtitled here. If you want to buy it, go ahead, but don't pretend that we speak lies about the box set and say things that aren't true and... You know, but if you think that we shouldn't continue to tell people that the box set is bad, well, we have some more comments about that later. What's really interesting to me is the people that, especially in our forum and lots of other forums, the ones that start up the anti anti remastered box set threads. You know what I'm talking about? People are like, "Oh, wow, these sects are great. Why are you saying they suck?" Blah 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 blah. They're the ones who start it. Have you noticed this? Yeah, it ends up making them look bad (laughs) because it's like we haven't talked about this for months. There's actually a thread Uh, over in our forum. The subject was something like, "Get over it." And they're like, you know, the box sets, blah, 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 blah. The thing is, no one was really talking about it for a while. And this person just kind of like showed up and people are like, okay, no one was talking about this. Uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't know. Are they in that position where they're so defensive? And they so must sick be. Why would they reading? start a thread out of nowhere? Mm-hmm. Does it really matter? You know, does it really impact your viewing experience if someone else doesn't like it? Like, if you sit at home right. and enjoy it, that's great. At least you're enjoying the show. Does it ruin your viewing experience knowing that someone has pointed out the truthful faults with it? My thing there is, they're the ones starting these threads, and I think that really speaks volumes to me. Yeah. Let's take it on over to Sparking Meteor. The novel the novelty of me simply playing as Dragon Ball characters wore really thin in 1997. It briefly resurrected when the first Budokai game came out, but we didn't particularly care for the last two Sparking games, and come on, they're pumping these games out every year. We should be cautious about getting our hopes too high when they're just cranking these games out every year. And you know how expensive these games are to be- keep buying them year after year, and there's multiple games right. per year? You need to be a cautious buyer. You need to know if something's good or not. So right. we tried to do an objective review and granted this game isn't out yet so we can't we're not saying don't buy this game because you know how can we it's not out yet we're just saying right. we've been burned twice already 
mm-hmm. let's be a little cautious here. Right. I mean, why do we even have to be excited about this game? Anyway, if you've listened closely, we didn't like the last two games. You know, we go into them hoping for something good, but we just got burned twice. We really should be cautious going into it. Now, the purpose of this podcast is not to sell you products. We're fans just like you. We spend our money on these things just like you. If we don't think you should spend your money on these things, based on our own personal experiences with them spending our money on them, we're going to share that opinion. If all we did was cover products with a positive spin like, hey, season three of the remastered Funimation box sets are coming out next month. Oh, wow. And you can't wait to buy them. Coming out later this year from Atari is Kai Tenkaichi 3. Featuring all these great new characters, including Fasha. Yeah, you can't wait to buy it. It's going to be $40 down at Target. All right, let's go on to the emails. You know, if if we did that, we would have absolutely zero authority whatsoever. You know, our opinions would be completely worthless on these games. We're we're not corporate shills. Right, if... All we did was shill out these products. No one would want to listen to us. Reading between the lines on this email, it seems you think we have a problem with anything American DBZ related. You know, you got the dub comments in there, you got the remastered box sets comments in there. Uh, The video game is made in Japan, so that's kind of strange. One thing I do want to point out is there is a Japanese product, which we not only hate and tell you about, but we have a catchphrase for it every time it comes out. Julian, what is this product? It is the redundantly redundant DBZ Anamanga. It's not limited to things coming out in the U.S. If we don't think you should spend your hard-earned money on something, as Dragon Ball fans who have to spend our money on them, we's gonna tell you. Right. We're not hating on American stuff just to be cool, to, like, you know, stick it to the man. No, like that got old a long time ago. Right, right. Like, this is completely just our opinion on what is good and what is suck. <laughs> what is the suck? All right, so let's kind of close out this email. Okay, your words do really have meaning to us. Even if you're not our target audience, we hope you're able to enjoy the show anyways. If you're not, we want you to tell us. We may not be able to satisfy what you're looking for, but at the very least, we want to know because the show, I mean, we do it because we enjoy the show. We have fun. I get to talk to Julian every week. We get to relive our experiences. Like when we go through the manga, we get to share it with Jeff for the first time. It's just fun as Dragon Ball fans to do this. But at the same time, you know, there's also an audience and hopefully they can enjoy the show as well. Uh, There's no hate mail is necessary. I mean, okay, you get all these claims about you know, letting our childish opinions get in the way of things. But when there's this kind of communication, it's really not helpful to either side. I mean, it doesn't accomplish a whole lot. So I will sum it up by saying, um, we're still going to dislike these remastered box sets. If you're going to keep asking us, why do you dislike the box sets? You didn't listen to episode 65. Maybe you missed it. Maybe you just turned it off after a little bit. I would say re-listen to that episode. Uh, Myself, Mary, Julian, Corey, even Jeff for a little bit popped in. We went into great detail about all the lies that went forth with it and what was specifically technically done wrong with the remastered box sets. We're going to continue to tell you when they're coming out because, you know, a lot of you are interested in them, especially seasons one and two, which weren't properly, uh, they did the ultimate uncut. They stopped those, and most of season two you can buy. It's important to legally purchase them. So we're going to at least tell you that they're coming out. It's Dragon Ball products. We're going to put in our opinions, though, because I don't think you should be spending your money on them. Especially not for future releases where all the individual discs are out. 
Right. Season one and two, I can totally understand. Absolutely. At this point on, there is no reason to. If only for, like, you know, you, you never owned it before and you're looking for a cheap mm-hmm. alternative. A lot of them are legal. going out of print these days. People are having a really tough time really? tracking down a lot of stuff. Uh, apparently, the Bardock special is out of print. You can't purchase that huh. new anymore. I learned something new. Yeah, so I think that's going to sum up the emails. So what should we do with Kay here? I mean, Kay says... Lynch! No, I'm Not going to listen to the podcast anymore? I so. don't know. Apparently, we're not going to respond to the email because we have no balls. <laughs> Oops. So well. I don't know. Okay, I have Kay's email address. Maybe I'll send Kay a response and be like, hey, covered your email on the show. Maybe you'd like to pop in and give it a listen. It's a little odd that this person has sent email to the show before and they were totally, you know, positive oh, they, on they it. Were, they were filled with lots and lots of questions So in the span of, what, 10 weeks? Yeah. I don't know. What happened in the last 10 weeks? I don't know. So they got pod- some emotional problems in their life going on right now. As a podcast listener, if there's something in the last 10 weeks that made you stop, well, if you stop listening to the show, you don't hear this right now. Oh, so, I can tell you. What? I know. We've been at cons too much. We haven't been able to focus on the content of Dragon Ball Z as much. We've been doing a lot of quick episodes, so I can mm-hmm. totally understand that, but we still like to bring the goods. I think the only defense for that is at least from those convention episodes, we talked about Dragon Ball related Oh yeah, things. we talked about oh, here's some cool stuff in the dealer's room. I mean, granted, you know, it's very easy on our part to talk about our experience of the weekend, so we mm-hmm. do apologize for that, but we still try to bring you a show every week when possible. And we're not just podcasters. I mean, when we go to cons, we do the panels and stuff as well, so we're kind of all over the place. You can check out what we do in all these places. Right. Where's the next place we're going to be? AWA? AWA. Panel at Saturday. Panel Friday. At, Friday. At, Saturday. Pa- at, on. Panel's on Friday. I'm sorry. Yes. Iron Editor is on Saturday. That is true. It is. All right. That's going to wrap up the emails. If you have anything you want to share with the show or to the show or at the show, all that stuff, Mary, where do you send the emails? You can send an email to podcast at diezx.com. Damn straight. Spell it out for me, Julian. That would be D-A-I-Z-E-X dot C-O-M. P-O-D-C-A-S-T at. Oh, that's right. That's, before that's that. the first yeah. part. Yeah, that's how the emails work. Maybe that's why y- your emails never arrived to me. But I don't send you emails. Oh, maybe that's why. <laughs> I see how you work. So uh, that's it. That's going to wrap up episode 90, I think. We're going to be back next week with episode 91. We're closing in. Even though I labeled them as quadruple digits, we're closing in on the triple digits. Why did you label it as quadruple? Because, like I said, when I'm old and bored and rich, I'm going to podcast every single day. How old do you think we are? Damn straight. Uh, what kind of topics? You don't have to do the show, too. I mean, there'll be like two listeners. No, I'll be on the yacht. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sipping my drinks. Speaking of sipping drinks, we are off to go do so. So let's oh, no. wrap up the show. Let's say goodbye to Mary. Bye-bye. You're from a site called Templo Trunks. Spell yes. it out while I have the last remaining sip of this here. Alrighty. Templo Trunks can be found at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. Fantastico Julian and myself can be found at X, which can be found itself at... Yes, at, as I stated before, HTTP colon slash slash www.daizex.com. That's cool. daizex.com. Shit. So episode 91 is next week. Julian's heading off to Japan very soon. We get some more manga reviews of awesomeness every month. We got some uh, GT analysis coming on. We got some more inconsistencies and videos we're going to be doing. Very exciting time for the podcast. But for now, we're going to have to call it a night. So uh, for Joy playing DS and Jeff waving to me and for Deluxe changing the channel, waiting to play poker. And would you turn the... TV off. (laughs) 
And for Mary over here, and for Julian, that leaves me, Mike Labrie, Vegito EXN. I'm the daddy of the Mac Daddy. I'm from the land of the ice and snow. All right, stop, stop, please. Ice and snow. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah? You see what they did there? I don't think they based the movie's location on lyrics in the original Led Zeppelin song. No, I'm saying they picked the song because of the location. No. The song's about Vikings. They're, They're like Vikings. It's the one that goes... Yeah, that one. Yo. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Why, thank you, Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) I have one piece of business. Andrew's making drinks for me. Yeah, I got a tip for you. Get a new job. So, Julian, is it? Yes? Yeah. Uh, I was curious who it is you thought you were uh, signing online to speak with today. Uh, um, what do you mean? Well... I think that you should know. I'm Mike Labrie, and I'm with Dizenshu EX, and we're doing a story about people on the internet who find others to chat with about childish Japanese porn. What? Yes, I have the chat logs right here. Would you uh, like to review them with me? What? What are you talking about? Sir, you know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I don't. Konshimo kite kurisate... Gato, sir, this is robo-porn. This is inappropriate. It says thank you for listening to us. No, I don't think it does. So if you'll step outside, we have the Japanese police waiting to arrest you. Yeah, sure, whatever. Anyway. (laughs) We're watching to catch a predator.